Okay, so starting towards the bottom of Gilmam Lebeis, two lines from the bottom, middle of discussion about rain and snow and the different benefits that it has. So two lines from the bottom, Vamarava, Talga Laturi. Snow is good for the mountains. It goes down, it drips down, and therefore it's going to be helpful for it. Mitra, Razia Lilani. Oh, strong rain is good for the trees. Mitra, Nicha Lepeiri. And a lighter rain is good for the fruits. Helps out them grow properly. And orfila, Rashi's orfila is like something like a more like a mist. It's like a very like slight rain. Afilu le pritzta dususi kolamahanya. Even for the seed <coughs> which is underneath the ground, it helps. It helps to start growing and eventually break through the ground. The Moses says, "My orfila, what's lashon orfila? Uri pili. It awakens the cracks, which means it causes the the growth and the ultimately the seed to crack through the ground, and that's even something which is again a very light mist. Maybe it sounds like even more helpful for that, and that's a benefit to these seeds underneath the ground. Okay, come on now. Here's off a little bit into some agadita. The young rabbanim are similar to this example we just gave of the seed underneath the ground. Kala. Even the novet novet. Once that's growing, it starts sprouting out, it keeps on going, boom, it goes out. So she says that also a young Tamachacham, he starts jumping up, he's going to keep on going and going, hopefully in the right, only in the right direction, only upwards. So similar to this seed that keeps on growing upwards in its growth process. Ramarava, another thing about Sufim Rabbanan, these young Rabbanan, the Rosach, who get angry, get Mad or icy, who do come It is the Torah inside of them that gives them this uh, fire and this passion. Shenamar like koy divrei akeishnum Hashem. The Torah is compared to like a fire, and therefore it's sort of somewhat understandable that it may come out in sort of a level of uh, sometimes a little sharp, etc. It's what Torah is like uh, is, is a certain level of passion. Ravashi, a similar idea called Tamachacham shein a koshik kabarzal. Tamachacham was not hard like iron. And hard like means like he's, he's strong and he stays strong in his, in his opinion, which is, again, could be sometimes very often a very positive thing, that he's not swayed easily and, and will stick to, his, um, stick to his guns. But sometimes maybe it can come at somewhat negative, but you have to understand this is part of what the nature of uh, his involvement is going to be. So, and, and it's hopefully always going to be, can be used in a positive way. And he's not kosher kabarz, in Tamachacham Shnemar, like a hammer whacking a rock, that's the way the Tamachacham is, is seen as, and his cell is like a rock, like iron. On the Rav Abba, the Rav Ashi, also in Mihasam, you bore from that Pasuk, I have a different Pasuk. The land that the, literally means that the stones are like iron. Don't refer to the stones, but the builders, and builders we know that the builders are first so they're like iron, like stone, they're something which is very strong and steadfast, again, hopefully always in a positive way. As much as they may have, this is part of their nature, but they have to make sure that it comes across soft when someone's speaking to people, interacting with people, to maybe when it's used in a positive way, to hold steadfast to their opinions, and that may be good, but 
if it's going to come across too strong to people and not act, not acting in ways which are soft and connecting to people, that's going to be a problem. So therefore, they have to they're held accountable and they have to still make sure to speak and interact in a soft way. Shanamar, Bahaser, Kasmilipchi, you should take away any anger from your heart and act in a soft, pleasant way. Three people asked from HaKadosh Baruch Hu a request which were improper ways of asking. Two of them, even though they asked improperly, were responded to and they got a good, a good response. One of them actually didn't get a, a proper response based on the way he asked. One's last week's past week's parasha. Eliezer Eved Avram Vishal ben Kish, Yiftach Agalad. Those are the three people. We see each one of the stories, each one of them were. Eliezer Eved Avram, this past week's parasha, the Xiv, He said, like, sort of a a, a request, that the maiden that says, I want to give to you and to your camels to drink, that's the one I'm going to marry for Yitzchak. Sounds like no matter who it was, he's willing to take that for Yitzchak. Now, there may have been a built-in uh, issue with this woman just because she said that I want to give water to your camels no matter what she, her status is, her situation is. Is he fitting for Yitzchak? She has some sort of deformity. She may be lame or blind or anything else. That means, it's, is it just a car blanche? And no matter who, who it is, just because she said that she's going to give the camels a drink, is that automatically going to be fit for Yitzchak? So the request was somewhat improper. They made it a little bit too impulsive and too inclusive that in this request. But gave him the The response was proper, and he got Rivka, which obviously was a perfect fitting shidduch for Yitzchak. Shaul ben Kish, and he was trying to find a person to wage war against Goliath, and he says, surrender the person who go and and will will whack and hit Goliath, I'll make wealthy, and also give my daughter to him. Now, just to promise a daughter to any person who's going to fight Goliath, Maybe the person who will be fighting Goliath will be Eved, be a Mamzer, not even proper and fitting to, to marry. Lamaisa, the response was, he got, did to get someone proper. His name David, Baruch Hashem, ended up being David, who ended up marrying his daughter, and David was certainly a kosher, and therefore there's no concern. But again, the request was a little bit um, not appropriate. Yiftach HaGilodi, He's going to fight against a, fighting a battle, and he said, the first thing that comes to my door, I will consecrate, I will give to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, Yachafi you might think even a Dabr Tami, maybe a, a pig, the first thing, you can't get that as a carbon. And a Shivish Lekha actually, it turned out not very good. What happened? His daughter came through the door first, and he says that he, he promised a sacrifice, the first thing that comes through his door. Shail actually was him what actually happened, right? Simply, he didn't actually sacrifice her. Right? Some say he yeah, just shouldn't get married afterwards, and, and that was like some some of a sacrifice. Some actually learned that, that she did get sacrificed, which is uh, either which way, not a very good result of this thing. And again, just by saying this car planche thing, man, who walks through the door first, I'm going to give for a carbon, was not a very proper way of, of davening. Vayinu to come later, never the Yisrael had sorry in in begilod and reifa in sham. Because Shalit Sivisi, Lady Baratvoy, also Libi. Kashbaruch says, 
this idea of, of giving human sacrifice. I didn't command, I didn't speak about it, and I never never uh, wanted it. And we'll give three examples of people who were involved in some level of human sacrifice, and that's not something which is my intent. Who he said, he wanted to bring uh, bring us for Eila. And Akash Baruch says, that's not, not, not my desire. That's the story of Yiftach that he, he promised to give the first coming through his door. Akash Baruch says, I'm not interested. The most famous is where Akash Baruch did seem to indicate originally that he wanted to bring for a sacrifice, like we hadn't, like we just learned recently in the parish. But Akash Baruch says, I never really had a mind that it should actually sacrifice. I wanted everyone to bring him up. As part of the new science, part of the test. But of course, the actual <coughs> ultimate sacrifice, it's not what I wanted. I never, never uh, planned or intended that. And therefore, the idea of human sacrifice is not something which is in the, which is in the desire, certainly of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, even if it was somewhat, in this case, tested. And the other cases really it was done on their own. And a Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I don't want that. That's not something I'm interested in. Amr of Brachia, Af. Knesset Yisrael and also Klai Yisrael asked improperly. So we had three people who asked them properly. Gemara says now Klai Yisrael as a whole asked them properly. In what way? Because still responded to them and they got a good response. What was the example? Shenemar Benoda Nidufal Adasher. We want to have a connection to Kadoshbaruchu. Kishachar Nochem Ritzi. We have a kigeshem lanu. Kadoshbaruchu should be to us like rain. So rain generally is, is a positive thing that we say. Like we want this interaction, this connection to Baruch Hu, like rain. I'm not Baruch Hu, Rain is not necessarily always positive. Biti, You ask for something which is sometimes good, sometimes not good. Sometimes we ask for it, sometimes we don't. Rain, as we just learned in the beginning of the Masechta, sometimes is a good thing, but in the summer season, it's not good. So asking the Baruch Hu to have like interaction, a connection like rain, not necessarily the best way of asking. Ava was with Kashbaruch's response, and the Eilachadavim mispakish to Eilam. I will ask you, I will respond to you and be to you like something which you always want. Shenamar Eikatali. So I get earlier that do is something which is always desired by Klal Yisrael, always desired by, by people. Do is always a positive thing. So Kashbaruch says I will be like do, which is something which is always desired. A similar example the Gemara says that Klal Yisrael asked improperly. Vayit Sheila Sheila Kaygan. Another example is asking improperly. Place us like a seal, like a like a signet on your heart. On a signet on your on your arm. Again, the connection between us and the Kadosh Baruch Hu should be like a like a seal on our Kadosh Baruch Hu's arm. I'm the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Again, that's not really a proper way of, of asking. Biti, my daughter. If something on your heart or on your arm, it's not always seen. It's not always recognizable. So if you want to have that connection, that's something which should be always seen and recognizable. I will respond to you in a way which is referencing something which is always seen. I'll, I'll like engrave you on my palms. The palm is always something which is seen, not something which refer- references the ultimate relationship which is going to be revealed, the connected relationship. That would be, make sense to be an example of the type of relationship we want with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But something which is not seen all the time, wouldn't necessarily be the best way of having that interaction, and therefore the asking was not necessarily proper, but the response we got, Kosh did say he will be like al like on the palms, which will be an ultimate connection all the time.
Okay, back to our Mishnah. So the Mishnah had said, We only ask for rain close to when the rain is. Close to when the rain is, which would sound like at the end of Sukkot, because Sukkot, we know after Sukkot is over, that's when the rainy season starts. So the that was the, the line, which was a little bit un, unclear whose opinion that was. Gemara says, Savrua, the we're thinking right now at this point, The Mishnah referred to Shailin, to asking. Asking was always the same Talmud of Racha. Haskar is Mashavaracha Meridagashem. So one assumes this line is not really differentiating between Shailin and Haskar. It says, Don't ask for rain only close to the rainy season, which sounds like both Mashavarach and the same Talmud of Racha. Whose opinion is that? That fits like a Vishur. Vishur says the one that says when you put the Lulav down, which is the end of Sukkot, that's when you begin saying Mashav Ruach, and therefore it's going to be the, the time of the rainy season. So it fits in very nicely according to Vishua. You could say really and, and the way we do it is there are two different times. St. Talmud Lavrach is much later on after the um, same. Um, uh, so they aren't, they aren't necessarily um, the same thing. This is referring to Shayla specifically, not referring to not referring to Haskara. Mashavarach could be earlier in Yantif, let's say in the first day of Sukkot, and not necessarily a contradiction to this Mishnah, because it's talking about Shayla, which is Mashavarach, which is Saint some say the same thing in a slightly different version. Lema, Rishui, it sounds like this line is Rishua, to Amar Mashavarach, it says that you start saying Mashavarach. At the end of circus, when he put the lulav down, Amrav no, a few times Rabbi Lazi, Sheil Luchur Vaskar Luchur, Rabbi Lazi says you start earlier in Yantif, but again, it could be that Sheil Luchur, that Saint Talmud, the Mashavurach are not the same things, and therefore, in reference in this Mishnah Sheila, it's not referring to Mashavurach, it's referring to the Saint Talmud, the Lavracha. Mashavurach could be earlier stages, earlier in Yantif, not necessarily waiting to the end of circus, like the opinion of Rabbi Shua. Okay, then we said, if Yudah says, that the person on Pesach, Pesach is when you stop saying Mashavarach. So the Shachris, you still say Mashavarach, Musaf you don't, which is what we do. We start saying, we say, Tfilas Tal by Musaf, and we don't say Mashavarach anymore by, by, um, by Musaf, but Shachris we still say. That's what Yehuda's opinion, that was at the end of the Mishnah, right, that he said that by Sukkot we start saying it in Musaf, and Pesach, we end saying it in Musaf. That was the two points of Rav Yehuda. So we're going to comment on that now. The person who goes to Davin on Atzukas, the Shachris person does not say it, Musaf does. And Pesach, the opposite. Shachris says Mashavarach, Musaf does not. For a minute, we have a contradiction. Until when would they ask for Gisham? Until when do we, do we ask for a rain? Yehuda says, And the Pesach is totally over. Rav Meir says, actually, I even further until Nisan's over. But it's a clear contradiction. Our mission said, according to Yehuda, you stop saying it after Shachris on Pesach. Here it says, so the whole Pesach is complete. You still say the whole Pesach. What's going on? Amr of Chista, Kasha, Kan Lishol, Kan Lahaskar. One's referring to the same Talmud Levrach, again, differentiation, and one's Master of Rach. Gore explains, Misha Shavazil, last minute of Risha in Pesach. You you can keep asking until until the end of Pesach, but on the first day of Pesach you stop saying 
So again, a split, the same way that we split when we start, we start saying Mashavruach on, on, uh, on Sukkot, and saying Talmud on later, so he wants to say that, so to ending. It's not what we do. We stop both simultaneously. We'll get to that um, at the end. But the Gemara thinks right now, maybe we stop saying Mashavruach the first day of Sukkot, uh, I'm sorry, Fesach, and St. Talmud is to the end, which means the Chalmah, you still say it, until the end of Pesach. Amr Ula, Hadar of Chista, this answer you gave is like as difficult as vinegar to your teeth, and like smoke to your eyes, not very pleasant things. And he says, it doesn't make any sense. When we start saying it, so Mashabarach comes first, and then ultimately lead up to the same Talamat of the Bracha. So that means whenever you say Mashavruach, you, 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 I'm sorry, whenever you say Vesein Talmud of the Bracha, you say You never say Vesein Talmud without Mashavruach. So here, when you stop, why would you first stop Mashavruach and continue Vesein Talmud of the It's always the opposite. Normally Mashavruach is more, because that's like a Haskara. Asking is less. So now you, it's strange. You're stopping Mashavruach the first day of Pesach, and you continue Vesein Talmud of the end of Pesach, what's going on? When you don't ask, we still mentioned it, which is like in the beginning, when you don't start asking, we still mention it. And then she asked for sure when you're asking, sure you should mention. So it doesn't make sense, you're going to stop saying Mashavarach beginning of Pesach and continue saying Talmud Lavrach to end the Pesach. Moritz says, therefore, a new Teretz, a new Teretz in the contradiction in the Yehuda, Lamrula, straight and I'll leave it with the It's really two to according to the you right? Two different opinions in the view. The one opinion says you start the first day of Pesach. One says end the Pesach. No contradiction of the two opinions in the view. Gemara says, so that's one terence. Vesev Amar, May Ach Yavra Pesach. You know what I meant to have a Pesach? Ach Yavra Shtech. Tzibur Rishain. Yerub Yontav Rishain Shal Pesach. A little bit of a, of a, of a shtup. He says when it said till Pesach passes, it didn't mean the whole Yontif. It meant Till the first, till the Shtetziba finishes the first um, Tfilah of Yantif, which means the same thing as the Mishnah said, till you finish Shachmas on the first day of Pesach. Amalei Abayah, that doesn't work. Shayla B'Yantif Miyikah, there's no St. Talmud Lebracha in Pesach, only Chalmud. So you're saying, you say, you say, St. Talmud till the first day of Pesach. That's not true. There's no St. Talmud on the first day of Pesach, so it doesn't work. Amalei, in Shayla Maturgamin, there is a concept of asking St. Talmud for rain, even on Pesach itself. Who are the Maturgamin? Now, it's very interesting. Maturgamin is the translator. When they used to give a shir, they used to have someone who used to explain and translate all the various things. And Rashi says that he would also, in the beginning of his, before he started translating, ask different requests to Klai Yisroni, like they have a tefillah for Klai Yisrael. So, Gemara says that there is a possibility of asking for rain. He would ask for rain when he started his, his, uh, <coughs> his shir. He would ask for rain then. Gemara says it doesn't make any sense. Turgman doesn't ask for things that aren't relevant now. So if you stop saying the same Talmud Lebracha at that point because it's not relevant anymore, then Turgman's not going to do it either. He, he really is just a reflection of what's needed. He wouldn't be doing it if you don't need it. So Gemara does not accept that. Machmarat HaKadul, go back to Ula's answer, that there's two opinions in Rav Yehuda, which so far the only acceptable answer we had so far. Rav tries a new answer. Maya Chavra Pesach, what does it mean till Pesach passes? Zman Until the time of Shachti the Pesach, which is Erev Pesach, really. 
that's when you start. That's when that, that's when you when you stop saying Mashabarach. Uvatchilase kein tzayfei, and the end is at the beginning. Matchilase maskir after b'shena shayol, just like in the beginning. You have a mustak of saying Mashabarach without saying Talamot Lavracha. So you stop saying between Talmud and Levracha on the of Pesach. Mashavruach is not told Shachras on the first day of Pesach. So it goes a little bit longer. Similar to when you start saying Mashavruach. The first Mashavruach, and then only afterwards, between Talmud and Levracha. Sabai says it doesn't make any sense. Bishlam and Tchilas, we understand when we start saying Mashavruach. Maskar, Askar, and Amirutsi, Sheli. You sort of build up. You start saying Mashavruach, and ultimately you, you get to say Talmud and Levracha. But when you're going downwards, there's no idea of like first mentioning it, right? When you, you like to sort of taper off, when you don't need rain, you don't need rain. So if the mashav, if the saint Talmud Lebracha ends on Erev Pesach, so to mashav ruach, and there's no reason to continue saying mashav ruach after the rain is no longer necessary. The Gemara says again, we go back to Ula's answer, two opinions in Rabbi Yehuda, and that's so far the only acceptable answer we had so far. That we start, we, we go, we, we start in the first in Shachris of Sukkot, and we go till through the Shachris of Pesach. That we only first ask for rain on the third day of Merchajvin. Rav Gamliel says, but Shiva in the seventh day of Merchajvin. That we go with, with the seventh day of Mechashvin. So I'm a lay. What's your question? This is Rav Eliezer. This is that, that's before Vichanan. They're, they're two different opinions. They're two different people. What's, what's your question? Even a simple tarets, <coughs> even if you want to try to say that they're saying the same opinion. One's referring to the same Talmud Levracha. That we're saying we only start from the seventh day of Mechashvin, like Rekiva's Pshat. Mashavruach, we start earlier, like we do. We started from the from the, from Pesach itself, which is the first the, the first um, t- from um, Musaf on the last day of Pesach. Fatima Ramar of Yechanan, Hamakim Shashel Masker, Hamarsa the Born Sakar, Yechanan said that they're dependent upon each other. They go together. Whenever you ask, you mention. He does not differentiate between the time of Mashavruach and the same time of Levracha. That's coming to stopping, like we do at the end. We stop both of them at the same time. But starting, that's like the difference between Mashvarach and Saint Talmud Lebracha. Mashvarach could be by, by um, Sukkot, by Shmini Yetzeres, and Saint Talmud Lebracha only later on. Rehachanan says, no, when you begin saying, you also begin to ask. Sorry, He says, no, in both, starting and stopping, they go together. Mashvarach and Saint Talmud Lebracha. So Rehachanan says, not that way. Difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlaretz, which we do actually today, the same difference. And the Gemara is saying that for Chutzlaretz, we start later. Eretz Yisrael, we start earlier, which is what happens today, right? We're saying Talmud, we're actually saying today, right? Already saying Talmud for a while in Eretz Yisrael. We haven't started yet until December 4th. So, so too, we're saying that that's the, the difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlaretz. The Gemara says, why? My Shnal Didon, this is Peri Bedavra. Why do we do, do we not um, want the rain yet? Because there's still fruits out in the field. Dunami is the period that it's the early golem. In Eretz Yisrael, they have a different problem. They have the people who are going to Olu Regal. They don't want rain yet because they want to wait for them to get back home. 
Where says you're right? He was referring to the time of Zom Bish as no other Megalim. And the Bible says, if so, once you differentiate between the time of the Bish and that, so you can have a much simpler terrorist to this whole question of starting later, starting earlier. Have all to do both of them referring to Eretz Yisrael. That when you have a Bish Amigdash, so you have to wait till they all go home, and you're not going to start till Marcheshvan. But no basically that you can start earlier because you want the rain to have right away. Gemara says now Vanan in in Chutzlaret. This is Trey Yemi. We have two days of Yantif. Hechiyav. Did when do we start saying Mashav Ruach? Is it on the first day of Yantif or second day of Yantif? Shmi Atzeres or Simchas Tera? Amarav Maschabu Musafin. You start a Musaf of Shmi Atzeres and then Pesuk. And then you stop saying for Mincha and Mayrev and Shachris, which means he's not sure, again, we're not sure which day is the real day of Yantif. So he wants to start saying it on the, on the, on the, on the eighth day, which is Shmiyat Saras, but then afterwards you don't say it till the till actual on the ninth day. What's Peshat in that? Puk of Amr On that day you said it by Musaf. Mincha, you're not going to say it. You just told me that obviously you're considering Yantif of Musaf. So how can Mincha not say it? Says you're right. You say Musaf and Mincha means that day you you you're, you're sort of um, saying maybe it's already already um, the day to start from this day to start of Mashiv Rach. But then Arvis Vashachus you don't say it because now you're going backwards and say maybe it's not really Yantif yet. Maybe it wasn't Yantif till the next day and you start again saying it by Musaf of Simchas Again, after what we do, we don't do that. We start all mash on Shmiyat Saras. We'll get to it in a second. But he wants to say that you sort of try to play in both ways. You start on the eighth day, and then start again on the ninth day. A rabbi says, no. Do we do it? Once you start saying mash of Ruach on Shmiyat Saras, you don't stop. You keep on going like we do, and we keep on going through Mosef, Mincha, Mayrev, Shachris, and straight. Once you start, you don't stop. Keep saying it. Vav Rav Rav also actually retracted from this opinion. You count twenty-one days from Hashana, and you start saying Mashiv which is going to be Shmini Atzeres. The same way you count the the Seris of Meitshuva, you get counted ten days. There's a count idea of counting days. So, and once you count twenty-one days, which is Shmini Atzeres, you're going to once you start, you don't stop. Once you start saying you do not stop. You keep going straight until Pesach. And even though, again, it's somewhat of a question which which the is, you keep on going without any pause.